Hey, my name is Joey. I'm the lead pastor of the Block Church in Philadelphia. We're a multi-site church, and I really have a passion to help leaders lead in hard and difficult places, and that's the goal of these leadership talks. Today, I want to talk to you about mastering margin in your life. The title of this talk is Master of Margin. And I have a ministry friend who always tells me my favorite part of your leadership is how you've mastered margin in your life and in your ministry. Now, that's not something you expect to hear from somebody when they're complimenting or talking about your leadership abilities or your leadership style. Uh, I'm not a business administrator. If I was, maybe I would love to hear you're great at margin. But as he explained, he said, you value things in your ministry that makes margin a commitment that's allowed you to have freedom and the ability to move when you've wanted to or when you've needed to. I am personally obsessed with freedom to make my own decisions in my preferred time frame. It doesn't always work out like that. But what I like to do is I like to position myself to be able to make my own decisions when it's up to me. There are always circumstances and situations where decisions aren't up to you. There are extenuating circumstances. But what margin does is it gives you freedom and it usually gives you the ability to make your own decisions in your own time frame. The reality is this, is you can't have freedom if you don't have margin. Did you know that you make 35,000 decisions a day? That's the average for adults. You honestly can't enhance your process for decision making if you don't have margin. Margin doesn't just help you make better decisions, it actually gives you decisions to make. That's the power of having margin in your life. So today I'm going to teach you how to master margin in your life and in your work. Now, you could say margin in a sentence like this. They won the game by a margin of 25 points. You could also say a business had a net profit margin of 50%. Another way it would make sense is simply this. Create some margin or room for me to do blank. That's really the kind of margin we want to talk about today is creating space and creating room for you to think, for you to create, for you to buy, for you to plan, for you to play, for you to give, for you to grow. Margin is one of your secret weapons in your work, in your business, in your ministry, and in your family life. It sounds nice though, doesn't it? I mean, space to breathe adding in your bank account. The problem is, is most leaders have zero time to think or to plan, to fill their own tank, to grow, to learn anything new, or make a game-changing purchase or hire for their organization. And the reason is, is there's not margin. Our church, which I lead, started off very poor. That's the reality. We launched our second, we launched our church in our second week. Our second offering was $212. Now, uh, for a church with a mission like ours to revive every block, to be multi-site, to replant, to multiply, to grow, to reach people, to transform lives, to bring benevolence to communities, I knew that $212 was not going to cut it. 
You know, Philadelphia is actually one of the poorest major cities in the country. Most deep poverty, which is somewhere between fifteen and twelve thousand dollars total household income, most deep poverty in the nation. So for us to do what we wanted to do, I just knew two hundred twelve dollars not gonna cut it. So early on, I had a decision to make. We were going to be generous as a church, and we were going to have margin. And I knew there was no other ways. Now, 17 employees, multi-million dollar revenues and budget, and multiple locations later, we've grown and survived on those two principles, generosity and margin. But we couldn't have generosity if we didn't work towards margin. Now, let me clarify, you can always be generous and you can start being generous, but the kind of generosity we wanted to have, the freedom to give, to sow, to invest, we needed margin to do it. To multiply, we needed margin to do it. Here's what I'm saying. You don't have to have much to have margin. You just have to have a spine and a threshold for pain. If you have those things, you can accomplish it. Now, Craig Rochelle gives some helpful practical tips for margin. He says things like this. If you want margin, have meetings in other people's office so you're in control, you can get up and go. Uh, turn off your phone during the day. That'll create more time so you're not constantly picking up your phone, checking social media. Don't go to lunch during the week. Things like that. And those are great practical tips, but I do think there's a root to the margin problem. If you have zero margin in your life, there is a route to that issue. And so I want to give you four ways to gain and sustain margin in your life. Four ways. Here's number one. Stop caring so much about what people think. Now, isn't that true for gain and sustain and success in a lot of areas of your life, not care so much about what people think? And I think it's certainly helpful to care a little bit and to care more about what certain people think. I got to care what my wife thinks. I got to care what my employees think to a point. But I'm using the word so, stop caring so much about what people think. I read this from Alex Hermosi. He says, whenever I'm afraid of what people will think, I remind myself they won't care when I die. <laughs> Most people who don't have margin are too worried about what others think. What do they think I have? What do they think I don't have? What do they think of me? When you care too much about what people think, this is what happens to you. You overspend before you get to the right moment. You'll spend all your time meeting with people out of fear of them. You'll fill your calendar with 25 hours when you only have 24 hours. You'll have no space. You'll overthink and ruminate instead of reading and learning. You'll spend the right time with the wrong people. The only way to stop caring so much about what people think is to get healthier in mind and soul. Now that's for another talk. But a point I'm making to you and what you should write down and consider is, is do I care too much about what people think? If I do, it's going to be hard for me to create margin. And again, when we don't create margin, we create other problems in our work. There's not enough room to think. There's not enough room to pray. There's not enough room to create. There's not enough room to hire. There's not enough room to spend. When there's no margin, there's, no, there's more problems. In other words, and I reiterate, where there is margin, there is freedom. So stop caring so much about what people think. Here's number two. Clarify your greatest values and your highest goals. A famous broadcaster had this line written in his wallet, 
on his desk and in his bedroom. Every time he would go to pay for something, he would pull out his wallet and he would see this statement. I'll tell you it in a minute. Every time he would go uh, to bed, or he would see this statement. Every time he would sit at his desk, he would see this statement. And the statement was this, is what I'm doing right now bettering the broadcast? It's what I'm doing right now bettering the broadcast. In other words, he was trying to make sure that, that the mission... The value was in front of him at all times. This was someone who was clarifying what his greatest value was and his highest goals and constantly reminding himself of it. In other words, if you don't clarify your greatest values and your highest goals, you won't be able to create margin for yourself to get there. Now, there's a difference. You can create values and goals and never get there because you don't have margin. When you have margin, you can then work on those values and those goals. But the point I'm making is simply this. If you don't clarify highest values, highest goals, then when you actually have some margin, which you probably won't, but when you do, uh, you won't know what to work on. So it's an important principle in all of life, but especially as you're trying to develop margin is let me clarify, let me clarify what my, my values are, what, what my goals are, You'll actually have to set aside a little bit of space and time to do that, which in essence is margin. But let me clarify goals and values. When I do that, when I, when I, when I work now on my margin, I know exactly what I'm working on. And when I have that margin, it's already clarified, so I'm not wasting my margin. And then what I'm doing, once I'm in that space, I'm actually creating more margin for those values and for those goals. When you don't clarify your goals, when you don't clarify your values, you end up wasting a lot of time and you never actually get to work on what you want to work on. You'll never walk in your greatest values or achieve your highest goals unless you have margin. But you got to clarify them or you'll never be able to create the kind of margin you need. If your goals are to write a book, you'll need to create space and top, stop doing fill in the blank. If your goal is to buy property, you may have to pause hiring for a season or pause certain purchases for a time. If your goal is to increase revenue, well, you'll have to have margin to make a plan. If your goal is to spend more time with family, then you'll need some margin to work on your calendar so that you can work on your family. Margin is key, but before you get there, you got to clarify your goals. What do you value? What are your goals? You know, so many times decisions that are hard becomes easier when you clarify these goals and then it produces the margin for you to do what's actually more obvious than complicated. For me, I wanted us to be a multi-site ministry, a church, one church in multiple locations. I knew we needed cash to pay for the next venue when the right space hit. I knew we needed ready leaders, so we stacked teams. So we stayed in lesser venues longer and were uncomfortable without certain staff longer so we could accomplish our mission at the right moment. People with margin are patient but we clarified our goals first. We created financial margin and team margin. We forwent other opportunities or even fancier experiences to create that margin so we could accomplish our mission to revive every block. It's mission first, which goes back to my point. If you want to create margin, uh, you will be a little bit gutsy. You'll have a threshold for pain because you keep mission in front of you. 
people with margin easily understand that it's mission over preference. They've clarified their goals and then they create the margin to accomplish them. All right, here's the third one. And I think this leads right into the third one. Everything we just said is if you want margin, you got to get married to discipline. You can't date discipline. You can't date, oh, I'm going to be disciplined for the month of January. No, you've got you've to marry her. You, you, you've got to commit to her. You've got to put a ring on discipline and stay fully committed to her if you want margin. You have to increase your, your pain threshold, which is what discipline does. Why? Because you'll always be under high pressure to fold. People will hate that you know when to say yes and when to say no. People with margin face pressures all the time from people who don't have margin and who don't understand. That's just the facts. I cannot tell you how many times I've had folks mad at me for not making a hire, not spending the savings, not buying this or that, not selling or settling, not taking that meeting, not adding this to my schedule, not going on that trip, but I've had something greater in mind, a longer play. And being married to discipline and knowing what my goals are allows me to create additional margin in my life. Have I been wrong sometimes? Could I have certainly saved some time and energy and spent some dollars? Absolutely. I'm not negating that I've been perfect. But overall, I knew the plan and I stuck to it. People with margin know the plan. They create the space. They stick to it. Dave Ramsey says this, to live like no one else, you have to live like no one else. And it's true. I say no more than I say yes. I've had to live through my wife being mad at me just so she'd be happy with me later. Same with staff. Same with people you're leading. It's honestly packing lunch and skipping a meal when you forget. It's saving one, two, three, ten percent and not touching it until emergency is there and or the right thing is available for you to buy. It's one car instead of two for a season. It's three-bedroom house instead of four for a season. It's reading instead of watching TV. It's going on a picnic instead of doing fine dining. It's going to bed instead of staying up late. It's taking the red eye home so you can work the next day. It's cutting things out that you like so you can make space for what you love and what you're great at. It's the discipline of planning ahead and saying no to certain things that interfere. It's obsessing over your quiet time, white noise time, which is think in creative space, and any other time that allows you to learn, grow, or brings you life. Now, I am typically two to three weeks ahead on messages due, and I'm recording messages, leadership talks, and other items. Some months, I'll have eight to ten talks or sermons to write. Plus, I travel once or twice a month, and that takes me out of the office. It takes extreme discipline to write content, but it also takes quiet time and think space. They go together. We're planning months and months ahead, and I'm disciplined to build space into my schedule months and months out. And it makes me happier. It makes our team happier. It makes our family happier. If you can block out the noise and stick to your guns, you will create great margin to have what you need and eventually what you want. I've learned that sometimes what I want changes when I'm patient and when I pause. And when I see what I can live without, sometimes what I want is different and better. 
So you got to be married to discipline if you want margin. Here's the last thing. Number four, if you want margin in your life, you want to be a master of margin, you got to preach it, you got to teach it, and you got to model it. Creating with and living with margin is a culture you create. When I see our staff running like chickens with their head cut off, here's what it usually means, one of two things. It means someone is new in their job or they don't have margin. Even emergencies don't have to have as much panic when there's margin. And to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm usually very impressed with our team and with our staff because I don't see a lot of panic. We are used to things going wrong and we've created margin in our lives so that we can deal with it. Early on in the pandemic, if you remember that, we cut expenses and did a spending freeze immediately. We didn't have to, but I wanted to be extra cautious. We didn't take the first round of PPP, not that taking it was wrong either. When we got a grip on what was going on, we were ready to invest and hire. Why? How? Well, we always led and lived with margin. We threw most of that money, additional, into generosity, benevolence, our community, and staffing. We didn't spend much time panicking. We spent most of our time punching back. The reality is, is when you have margin, you don't have to panic. You can punch. You, you've got enough in the tank to fight. One of the things I've always tried to do, especially during the pandemic, is explain to our team, when it's their business, what my process of decision-making is. When it comes to margin, it's something we are always preaching and I'm hoping to model. Most of our staff, especially if, it, if they make it more than 18 months, builds margin in their life, team, and budget. Why? We preach it, it's culture, we celebrate it. So a final statement is simply this. Don't panic, plan. I'm not mad when there's think time or downtime on people's calendars. I'm not mad when there's a Sabbath on calendars. I'm not mad when there's planning meeting on calendars. I'm not mad when there's an entire half or full day devoted to growth, learning, or even fun. I'm not mad because I recognize that the margin uh, produces movement. The, the, the margin produces freedom. The, the margin always gives us something in our tank to play with, to go with. And I just want to reiterate, you don't have to have a lot to create margin. You just have to start somewhere. You just have to evaluate where you're at and just accept this is what it is. And we're going to create margin even if it's $212 and an offering plate. Listen, if you teach something long enough and model it long enough, eventually people will respect it and participate in helping you accomplish it. I believe you can be a master of margin. You can teach it and you can be happier. So let me review briefly. The reality is, is my goal is to teach leadership in hard places. And I think margin is a secret weapon. If you want margin, it's more than practical things. It's getting to the root of it. Four ways to create and gain margin and sustain it. You got to stop caring so much about what people think. Number two, number two, uh, you have to, uh, clarify your greatest values and highest goals. Number three, you got to get married to discipline. And number four, you got to preach it, teach it, and model it. Eventually, you'll create margin when you start somewhere, even if it's small. Hope this helps and hope to see you soon.